KYW Original Podcasts. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic in Philadelphia, subscribe to KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW In-Depth. I'm Matt Leon. It is time for our weekly look at the American economy in the midst of a pandemic. We talk unemployment, we talk home sales, we talk durable goods, and we talk about it with David Fiorenza, Associate Professor of Practice at Villanova School of Business. We touch on a lot of topics. Give a listen. So as usual, let's start with unemployment because that's usually kind of the headline grabber when it comes to the economy. Uh, The first time unemployment claims continue to drop, but still... I think it was 2.1 million new claims last week. Uh, Are you kind of surprised we're still seeing these breathtaking numbers? Well, I was until I started reading about some of the states that still haven't opened up yet, that have large numbers of unemployed and or large number of workers. I'm always hoping that this number gets below that magical 2 million, and it comes in at 1.9, 1.8, and that'll bring some confidence back into the economy. Uh, Even though we had 2.1 million, it's high. Uh, It's also showing that the claims are getting less and less every week, but it's taking a long time for this economy to turn around. One thing that was surprising to me, uh, it looks like sales of new homes actually rose by 1% April over March. Uh, That really seems incredible, especially seeing how a lot of states have restrictions on what realtors can do. I think it was the mortgage rates that you can get a year mortgage for uh, 3.2%. You can get mortgages for for 2.99%. You can get some come-ons for 15-year mortgages under 3%. I think it's also uh, a buyer's market. I I saw a lot of people slashing the prices of homes because if they're going to be transferring to a job or to another state, They're knowing that they have to make closing by June so they can get their children into a new school district. I was surprised by that, too. I didn't think it would have jumped that much. I was expecting it to see it flat at this point in our pandemic. Durable goods, they dropped sharply in April, 17.2%, but it sounds like it was a little bit better than expected. Before we talk about the numbers, just for people that aren't familiar, how, how how do you define durable goods? I always define durable goods as as all those what we call capital items that you would buy, such as auto, appliances, computers. So if I had to buy a computer for my home, uh, let's say the paper that I put in the printer is considered a non-durable because I'm going to use it within 60 days. The automobile that I buy, I hope to have for five to seven years or maybe even longer. The gasoline and the oil that I put in is the non-durable. So durable are those large ticket items that we would buy, such as automobiles, appliances, computers, uh, and anything that has to do with uh, large items that are visible to us, furniture, furnishings in our home and in our offices. And I mentioned down 17.2% in April, but it sounds like it was expected to be a bit worse. Is this a little bit of a win that it came in? uh, It wasn't quite as catastrophic as people thought? It wasn't as catastrophic. I, I think some of the numbers are, are a little better than expected because people are actually buying some computers for their home, for places like Best Buy, Staples. They're working from their home more, which is something that is going to be interesting over the next couple of years, what is going to happen to all of the commercial real estate that we have in the Delaware Valley. Will it be at 
100%? Will it be at 80%? Will we see more and more uh, virtual offices, people working from home? GDP was revised downward, or I guess it was first an estimate. Now it's officially for that first quarter. It went from 4.8% down 4.8% to down 5%. How significant is that change from 48 to 5%? Well, since it's negative, it's, it's always significant to me. And I knew there was going to be revisions. It always happens because data comes in later to try to, to, try to um, get the numbers. My concern is consumption. Consumption is, is anywhere between 60 to 70% of gross domestic product, which is GDP. And people are not spending. People are not spending, obviously, in March and April. I'm going to see what happens uh, for this month in May because that's a large part of our GDP. Now, the flip side of that is that people are saving. So we could take a look at that and say that's positive. But our American economy was built on consumption. Yeah, and you mentioned that's something you've brought up, the saving. Do you expect that to continue for the next year or so, that people, just because we're in such uncertain times, we see savings increasing? I expect to see that at least through the third quarter. Uh, in, In your summer months, a lot of people travel. Disney, other places throughout the country, even internationally. Students would travel internationally, and there's consumption right there. Travel, tourism, hospitality, uh, and, and traveling to Europe by backpack, taking courses in London and other major cities. So if you don't have the majority of the people traveling, I know air travel has increased a bit the past couple of weeks. That's a good thing. But you're going to have more people either having staycations, people buying maybe motorhomes, things like that, so they could travel to the various locations within a day trip, let's say, or overnight trip. But I don't, I do not see this year, I do not see a large portion of the people traveling by train like they would to go to California, uh, to go to the Rockies or wherever they would, they would visit uh, in this country. Heard some talk about the, the, the administration, about the possibility of, I think they're calling it a back-to-work bonus to encourage Americans who'd been laid off uh, to return to work. How, have you heard of that? How would that work? And what do you think about that? I've heard rumblings of that, and I'm concerned about the fairness of that. What if I was called back to work this week, but yet this particular legislation is not going to be passed until July. And those who are in July get called back and get the bonus Let's say to come back to work. It would be, it'd be whatever the amount would be. Let's just uh, for sake of argument, say it's a thousand dollars to go back to work because right now, if somebody is receiving the $600 pandemic pay as well as unemployment, the incentive to go back to work is not there monetarily. The incentive to go back to work is there psychologically physiologically absolutely but it's not there monetarily so here's something else that that the congress has been batting around i don't like that idea uh at all i I think we already had three trillion dollars into the economy so far and a lot of it still has not gotten into the hands of the people that really really do need it i think we will see at least one more big relief package speaking of that from congress uh what would you like to see if Congress were to roll out another relief aid package, however you want to focus on it? What are some things you think would have to be included to that that would really help, uh, if not stimulate the economy, just kind of at least hold the line? I'd like to actually see it go to small business. When they define small business, they're the businesses I think about when I 
travel to Jersey, to Delaware, and, and PA, all the nice little towns where there's a small shop that employs five people, where there's a restaurant that employs 25 people, where there's a, a little music venue that employs 10 people. It needs to get into the hands of those people. The last package, the CARES package they did, uh, they argued about it so long that by the time the money went to the small businesses, the employees were already laid off and most of the businesses are unable to open. So my concern is that, that there's a major lag with Congress and when they enact something and when they actually implement it for people to receive money. I'd like to actually see it go to the American people because they're the ones who are spending the money as well. And kind of from 30,000 feet, is it really fair to expect the economy to return to pre-pandemic normal until this virus is completely in the rearview mirror, either vaccine or it burns out eventually? I mean, consumer confidence, I can't imagine we're going to get anywhere close to the levels we were before just because you're going to have a percentage of the population that that isn't going to be comfortable going out and doing what they usually do as long as there's any kind of a threat of the virus now. That's correct, Matt. You're, you hit it right there. Some people have already started to save money, and they're seeing savings accounts increasing and saying, do I need to go out three times a week? Maybe I go out once a week. Um, do I continue watching movies online? Do I continue to, to be around the family more? Now, I like to look at things in numbers or percents. I think by August, uh, people may not want to hear this, but we're only going to be at about 25 to 30 percent of the economy. I think by the end of the year, if we're lucky, we'll be at 50 percent back to where the economy was. And I don't expect 2021 to be at 100 percent. It's going to gradually 75, 80, 85 percent. I think it's really going to go for the entire year of 2021. I do not expect this to go back to 100% of where we were pre-pandemic until 2022. It's unfortunate to say that, but I think that is the reality. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. For more stories about the coronavirus pandemic here in the Philadelphia area, or if you want to know how what you see or hear on the news is going to change your own life or your own routine, then subscribe to the KYW In-Depth podcast. Search for KYW In-Depth on the Radio.com app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. My name is Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.